Just about every business has at least one or maybe more, sometimes described as jerks on the job. If you have a difficult coworker, what can you do? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey spoke to an expert for some answers. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Tessa West is a social psychologist and the author of Jerks at Work, Toxic Coworkers and What to Do About Them. Tessa, let's start with why you wrote this book. There have always been jerks at work, probably going all the way back to the cavemen. Is the problem of toxic coworkers and managers getting worse? It might not be getting worse, but we are getting more impatient and intolerant of it. Certainly, we know from the Great Resignation that the number one reason why people are quitting jobs isn't because they're not paid enough or they don't like where they're working. It's because of jerks at work. We just have run out of steam when it comes to tolerating difficult people. But the problem is most of us aren't trained on how to deal with these folks. I certainly never went to school on how to handle low-level conflict in the workplace, and I think that's true for most folks. So I thought it would be helpful to give them a guide of some tips that they could use to make the workplace just more manageable, more enjoyable. Do you think the trend of many people working from home during the pandemic made this better in terms of not having to deal with jerks at work or is Zoom just as useful for being a jerk? It's interesting. A lot of people tell me that they were able to hide from their jerks and their mental health went up. But what we actually see from the research is that people just got more clever in how to be jerks in hybrid work environments or working from home. For example, micromanagers Working in this kind of hybrid world is terrible for them because they need structure, they need boundaries, and now they feel like they can just bother you at all hours of the day at any time because that structure is missing. We're no longer physically present. You know, people like free riders can ask others to do favors for them. And because we don't see each other at work, we don't have those water cooler conversations, we're all kind of picking up the slack for folks but not really realizing it. And managers are very out of the loop. So what we find is they have these weekly check-ins with their team on Zoom for 15 minutes, and they assume that no news is good news, when in reality, a lot of bad things can be going on behind the scenes in people's living rooms that they're not aware of. So I do think these problems very much exist, and clever jerks have found great ways of exploiting the ways that we communicate with each other and this lack of face-to-face contact to really get away with it. You write about the seven different types of jerks you're most likely to encounter at the office. Obviously, we don't have enough time to talk about all seven, but let's touch on a couple. The first one you write about is called the kiss-up, kick-downer. What is that, and how do you deal with them? I think we're all probably familiar with this type of person. So these are individuals who are mean to everyone who works at the same level as them and sometimes beneath them, so new employees and interns, people like that. But they have a skill set that the boss really loves and appreciates. And so if you complain to the boss about them, you often just get either a look of puzzlement, like, why are you complaining? This person's wonderful. What can't you see about that? Or kind of even worse, you get accused of being jealous of this person. So they're very tough to beat because they're Machiavellian. They engage in a lot of social comparisons and they know how to get ahead by kicking down and getting away with it. So how do you deal with someone like that? Yeah, these folks are tough. I I definitely would not encourage people to confront them yourself because they're just going to double down and get even more clever in their strategies. What you need to do instead is think outside the box a little bit and find some allies at work who are not immediately within your social network. So you don't want to go to your best friend and confidant. What you want to do is find someone who knows others who've interacted with your kiss-up, kick-downer in the past, past employees or team members, maybe people who've even 
left so you can figure out how widespread the problem is. And then from there, you want to collect as much evidence as you can. So your goal is when you do approach the boss, you make the problem sound much more widespread. It's not just conflict between you and this person. It's a disease that this person is kind of spreading within the organization. So as soon as bosses think a problem is widespread, they're much more likely to act on it than if they think it's just a conflict between you and the person that they love. And then when you open up to the boss, make sure you acknowledge this person's strengths. I think you need to get on the same page. You need to have shared reality about understanding why they like them and acknowledge that so you don't seem jealous and petty before you then kind of lay out what the difficulties are that you're facing. When you're choosing where to work, do you think it's smarter to choose a smaller place where maybe there are fewer jerks to have to deal with as compared to a corporate situation? You know, that's a great question. And a lot of people say, I'm just going to go work for a startup or a smaller company. But there's not a lot of evidence that company size actually has much to do with any of this. It really comes down to how people are trained and what the people at the top are doing. I really think it doesn't so much depend on the size as it does, you know, how people handle conflict and how educated they are about how to actually do it. Tessa West, social psychologist and the author of Jerks at Work, Toxic Coworkers, and What to Do About Them. Tessa, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. That'll do it for this edition of InfoTrack. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitten. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack.